We're going to do it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're going to go there. We're going to talk about a controversial topic that will forever remain controversial. And um, this conversation that I'm going to have with you may even prove to be offensive or challenging or confusing, or it may enrage some. It may confirm for others. I'm going to broach this conversation with wisdom. I've prayed over it. Um, Things that I share are shared from a place of responsibility with my voice and with those that hear for the genuine desire to understand and to know. So we're going to talk about masturbation. And the biggest direction of this conversation are uh, is rather for the believers, for the believer, whatever age you are. I hope to bring some clarity and some understanding. So let's do it. Hey, it's your well woman practitioner, Lashana Moore of Holistically Well, and this is another episode of Holistically Speaking. I want to welcome back all of my friends and my family, hey community, and I also want to welcome new listeners and visitors, especially because of this conversation. You, This may be your first time just because you are curious about this topic. Mm-hmm, uh-huh, okay. You're welcomed here. Thank you for joining me. If you have not already subscribed to Holistically Speaking, please click that subscribe button. Like this, share this, grab your wellness tea, get a comfy seat, open up your heart, your mind, your spirit. And we're going to have a conversation about masturbation and and all things uh, masturbation and the Bible. I want to speak, as I said in the introduction, from a place of wisdom and responsibility. Uh, Because this has been an age-old conversation and topic of discussion. I quickly thought about this TikTok. Uh, I think the meme or the video started on TikTok. I'm not sure because I'm not on TikTok. Uh, But it did make its way to other social medias. Now, whether it's directly related to the topic at hand, I cannot confirm, but It just made me think about it because there is always a vacillation of is it, is it right? Should I, should I not? How should I feel about this? So check it out. Girl, don't do it. It's not worth it. I'm not going to do it, girl. I'm just thinking about it. I'm not going to do it. I did it. (laughs) If you're... In social media land, to any degree, you have probably heard that before. It's cute. It can be, uh, it could be equated, or it could be applied to so many different situations: good, bad, confrontational, uh, a lot of decision making, or whatnot. I mean, anything from changing your hairstyle to relocating to making a uh, serious relationship decision. I mean, it could be. Related to pretty much anything, but I don't know. It just it just dropped in my mind when I um, decided to finally do this episode of which I have wanted to do for a while. Now, you've heard me say that several times on episodes, and that is because I am always pondering, thinking, praying, observing, and sitting still on various topics until I feel a release to share them. 
And so many times I cannot schedule episodes because I do want everything that I do and say to come from divine timing. Some things can be scheduled and for me, some things cannot. And so this was one of those topics. I probably wanted to discuss it for about two plus years now. Well, probably, yeah, discuss it. Yeah, for two plus years now. But it has been a conversation as old as time. Before we go into it, dive deep into it, let's definitely have our moment of we treating where we're going to stop, take deep breaths, inhale deep through your nose, exhale through your mouth. I do want you to actively participate in this moment. And regardless of where you are and what you're doing at this moment, you can participate in the breathing, relaxing your face, your forehead, your jaws, your neck, your shoulders, your chest, allowing this moment to bring you good oxygen, stillness, and silence. taking that we treating moment because it is important and necessary. And again, just serving as a reminder that whatever you are managing and multi-managing throughout the rhythm of your day, that you take little moments to just breathe and exhale, relax the body. It makes a big difference. It's not always the macro actions. It's the micro actions that create macro results. So let's get into this conversation, shall we? I must begin with my disclaimer, uh, as most of you know, but it is a responsibility to say it every time that the thoughts, beliefs, and opinions of what is shared is of yours truly, your host and guest, if I have guests, and it is always from the foundation of my faith, my belief. And because I am a believer, I understand the nature of this conversation for as young as I can remember being a church girl, a proud hashtag church girl growing up in church, hearing a lot of teaching, whether it's from my home church or other churches or peer conversation or listening to other preachers. You know, when you're in church, uh, you experience a lot of dynamics. And I can remember the conversation, you know, if you're in a youth ministry or youth group or cell groups, young adult ministry, singles ministry. I know those ministries definitely broach the conversation in as much as they know how to. And I have been approached with the uh, question as well. And then this weekend at the time of this recording, we concluded our first inaugural wellness we treat 2023. And it was absolutely marvelous and wonderful. And one of the therapists that I had to join us uh, is a sex therapist. And so a part of her conversation um, when it came to the Q&A that I facilitated with her and with the ladies definitely involved uh, meeting the big elephant in the room so that we could remove the tension and the apprehension because it was a, a safe space for women to get understanding, for them to get healing, for them to remove any kind of inaccuracies or self-inflicted condemnation, all those kind of things. Uh, the wellness retreat is also faith-based And one of the goals is to restore faith and the integrity of faith to the black woman because the black woman has gone through a lot. So if you have not already visited the episode, uh, not the episode, visited the website, I do encourage you to. 
because there's more information on there than just the We Treat. It is a full um, organization with a mission and a purpose for people of color and for men and women. So I'm really excited. Matter of fact, I've got to give us a round of applause on it. I am so excited about we what we were able to accomplish. And so I am going to extend the conversation uh, from the Q&A into this episode. And I have to say that the idea of masturbation will always be based on who's presenting it. It will always be based on their study, the personal belief, uh, their academic study, their environment, their childhood upbringing, what they've been taught, personal convictions. It is not a linear, clean cut conversation at all. As a matter of fact, by the end of this talk, you will be faced with your own thoughts and feelings to grapple with. My um, suggestion and advice to you is to always go into secret in your prayer closet, go into your still away place, get quiet, seek Holy Spirit about what he desires for you. The largest part of your faith journey is relationship, prayer, communication, understanding God and his desires and his intentions for you. A lot of the influence of all of those things have come through teaching, Bible interpretation, and those two things influence our thoughts and our understanding about the topic. Now, what also makes this very nuanced is because we've got people with all different types of dynamics, all different types of personality. So one thing that I want to say is for the person who battles addiction, for the person who battles purity of mind, heart, and spirit, I would say proceed with caution. I would say to each of you, know your absolute no's and then know what is going to be a prerequisite of a conversation and a clearance with God. You following me? You with me on this? Uh, Because again, it's nuanced. It's varied. It's not clear cut. It's not black and white. It is not linear. Uh, The Bible speaks of sexuality, but it does not give a clear understanding on whether or not masturbation is considered quote unquote sin or not sin. So I'm going to broach the conversation with um, scripture. I'm also going to broach this conversation as a practitioner, and I want to make sure that you have a holistic understanding of it. Uh, There have been theologians, authors, speakers, thought leaders who have penned articles, publications, books, journals, and the like regarding this topic of masturbation and specifically masturbation and the church. 
Um, thinking back to the Victorian era, a physician by the name of John Harvey Kellogg, he, he actually the inventor of cornflakes. He was also a devoted Seventh-day Adventist. And uh, he wrote a 600-page book. This was back in 1877. And it's titled, you can look it up, check it out, titled Plain Facts About Sexual Life. And so um, he devoted three entire chapters in that book to the cause, consequence, and cures of masturbation. Now, listen, as Mama Graham from my home church used to say, handle that with a long handle spoon. Um, but he termed, uh, he termed these chapters as self-abuse, self-pollution, and secret vice. So his idea and his belief was that the most dangerous of all sexual abuses was the most extensively practiced, the universal one, which is masturbation. Again, uh, this is from his viewpoint and from his understanding. Um, and as much as what we know of, of the backstory of him writing this book, and if you've had conversation with anyone from the church, the information and the feedback that you receive is going to be based on that person's number one conviction, number two, biblical understanding, number three, personal relationship with God, number four, personal opinion and thought too. So let's talk about what the Bible says and let's have the discussion on what it means for you. And I want to start with the, I guess, the more famous and popular scripture that is used uh, to defend the idea that masturbation is sinful and should not be practiced comes from the book of Genesis, chapter 38, verses 9 through 10. And uh, as I get ready to share this, when you are reading and studying the Bible, first of all, you've got to read it to understand context, culture, time, history. I suggest inductive Bible study. I suggest understanding of words in Greek and Hebrew, not so that you can sound fancy, but that you can understand proper application. Always understand the times. And so if we're not doing all of those things to make sure that we are rightly dividing the word, then we can misinterpret scripture. We can get partial understanding and then we can insert our own ideas, opinions into the text that may not be there and may not have been the intention, especially for scripture that can uh, that can appear to be vague and doesn't give absolutes. And I think as humans, too, when we read the book of the Bible, we look at it uh, from a perspective of other books that we read. We want to read it and see exactly what it says and not really probe into what its intention is and what it really wants to say. And I think the beautiful thing about the Bible is that it is such a poetic, multi-level, multi-tiered book that it wants us to seek. As a matter of fact, the Bible uh, is constantly telling us about how Christ wants us to seek chase after it, go after it, learn more, dig deep, ponder it, meditate on it, go to bed thinking about it, have repetition and rehearsal about the scripture. And if we're not doing those things, then it is highly likely to misinterpret. So Genesis 38 verses 9 through 10 say, But Onan knew that the child would not be his. So whenever he slept with his brother's wife, he spilled his semen on the ground to keep from providing offspring for his brother. What he did was wicked in the Lord's sight, so the Lord put him to death. So in the book of Genesis, we're told of a tragic tale involving Judah, his son-in-law Onan, 
And according to the passage uh, of chapter 38, Judah made a deal with Onan. If Onan would sleep with his deceased brother's wife, and that was culture, as a replacement for his brother, then he would be allowed to have offspring with his own wife. But instead of fulfilling this obligation, Onan chose to engage in masturbation. So now this is where the interpretation is important. He did it out of spite for his sister-in-law, Tamar. It wasn't out of, out of uh, desire or intention of purity or to maintain purity and holiness, which we do. There is, we're going to talk about holiness in a moment. He did it out of spite for his, tis, uh, his sister-in-law, Tamar, who he thought was not worthy of having children. And so in the end, God punished Onan for his sin by making him die prematurely. So from this, we can assume that masturbation was both shameful and a sinful act in ancient times. Speaking of holiness, I have to say this to us. Uh, the conversation and the reality and the lifestyle of holiness, oh my God, goes so far beyond what we were, what we were taught, what we have seen, what we have heard, and what has been demonstrated. I have learned as I have matured in my walk of faith, the beauty, the power, the essence, the mystique, the beautiful mystique, and the revelation, the revealing and the unveiling of holiness, how it elevates my walk how it strengthens my wisdom, how it helps me be a light, how it confirms my responsibility to be salt in the earth, but to sit in that thing so comfortably, not like I have to be tensed and anxious because I'm going to be different, but to understand the beauty in being salt, the beauty in being different. Holiness brings this wonderful um, height of respect and reverence, which is why for me, it is Holy Spirit. I can't just say spirit, which can be evasive, which can allude to anything. Listen, if I can't put holy in front of that thing, it's not worth my reverence. Oh, it's holy. He is a holy spirit, not just spirit. Because that is what makes the quality and the omniscience of who he is in his essence worth saying yes to. So holiness is not just a requirement, but it is a strength. It is a power. It is an enablement to be able to live in this world different, but free while being different. And when we're talking about the topic of masturbation, we want to make sure that we remember our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He lives in us. He lives through us. He works out of us. He works within us. He uses us so that his light can be emanated out of us, can be illuminated out of us. So when we remember those things, we can move, we can be free, we can navigate this world, not in shame and not in condemnation, but understanding the beautiful cloak of holiness that we carry. And when I look at that, when I know that I am a holy being and maybe I am confronted with masturbation, then I take my holy self to the God that cloaked me with his holiness and I have a conversation with him about what I'm going through. 
Masturbation may not be uh, just about a pleasurable idea. And this is what I shared at the We Treat. Sometimes it is from a health perspective. Sometimes it is from a physiological perspective. Sometimes it is from uh, a need outside of physical and sexual pleasure. It is not just about the idea of sexual immorality. So we have to have that conversation with Holy Spirit. And we also have to work. Hear this very well. We have to work on removing condemnation. Relationship with Christ. Questions to him. Do not have to be layered with condemnation. Holiness also helps me to submit myself, my flesh, my will, my desire to what he says to me because I know that he has my best interest in heart, at heart, which is why he is my Holy Spirit. So my holy body is his temple. So if engaged in masturbation, because I think I think some of the blurriness comes uh, with the comparison um, and the connection of masturbation and pornography. And there is a very fine line and there is truth in the reality of of whether or not pornography is an open door for many to a spirit of perversion, to acts of perversion. So many of us have been exposed to things so early in life. And so there is a, a, a real red flag with that. There is also the, the exploration of the body and stumbling upon a feeling or a stimulation. Maybe it was the way you sat down or maybe it was the way your underwear, your panties shifted or your pants shifted or the way you touched yourself and you felt a stimulation and you didn't know how to articulate that. Our children experience that. And so then how do we have the conversation with our children, making sure that they know here's the thing, that they are a holy being, that their God made made them to be um, holy beings that have um, desire and that desire pleasure, but giving them boundaries while giving them biblical understanding that this is a holy thing. This is a holy temple. This is not to be exploited. And it is not to be related to external acts. It is not to be related to sinful acts. But it is for your understanding that the Holy One did make you with feelings and arousal. And because we've not talked a lot about the full scope of sexuality in the church, we tend to separate sexuality from righteousness and sexuality from holiness and sexuality from our existence and our being, the image of God. And if he didn't approve sexuality and pleasure, then he would not have put man and woman together for the purpose of um, occupying and multiplying and having dominion here on the earth. So let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18 through 20. It says, flee from sexual immorality. All of the sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. 
What this, One thing that this says to me immediately is because be, since I am not my own, take this matter to God. Because I was bought with a price of love that I will never have the intelligence to fathom the quantity and the weight of, take this to God. How do I honor you, God, with my body when having conflict in this issue, confusion in this issue, question with this issue? So this text, Paul gives us a powerful reminder that our bodies are not ours to just do as we please. Now, that is the holy factor. So this is where a lot of the variations of teaching will come. Your body is yours. Your body is meant to be pleased. Your body is a pleasurable thing. Um, masturbation is not a bad thing. You'll hear a lot of different talk. And so this is also where that that nuance line comes in because our bodies are not as uh, ours to do as we please. We exhort God through the use of our bodies, through service. Um, we, um, Paul felt that we should avoid masturbation because it subjects us to the desires of the flesh and said, instead of controlling them and putting them under Christ's authority. So it showed, uh, furthermore, if you probe into the conclusion of this, this, this text uh, demonstrated that masturbation could be an unhealthy and habitual pattern that will distract you from other meaningful pursuits. So you have to ask yourself, what is the intention of, around this urge? You're going to hear me say this a million times. You got to take that to God. What is my challenge with this? And this is why. It's got to be personal. You got to take that to God. What is it that you are dealing with? And because I do believe that all things sexual are within the marriage um, covenant, because I believe that there is a beautiful thing about two people coming together to learn each other. I know the talk. And I know the idea of you want somebody who is experienced and you want somebody to do it like this and do it like that. I think the holiness, the power of holiness is two people coming together to explore and experience and be novice. Oh, I think it's beautiful. I think it's powerful. The power of that vulnerability that is established in a relationship, in a covenant like that where you're building together mentally, spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, physically, you are learning a language together. You are able to bypass a lot of the complexities around the act of sex because you are navigating together is a powerful value. So you have to ask yourself, what is the intent behind the masturbation? Is it pleasure? Is it challenge? Is it distance from your mate? Uh, is, it, is it a health situation? Is it a physiological need of release? Because I mentioned that at the opening of this conversation. I know as a practitioner, I'm going to switch gears real quick from a practitioner's perspective. Uh, one of the things that I do share about masturbation is its ability to ease period cramps and pain. Number one, because of the endorphins that are released through the orgasm. Also, because a woman experiences cramps because you've got prostaglandins that are releasing and it sits on the nerve of the uterus. 
And because there is already a lack of blood flow in the uterus, the uterus is contracting. Relaxing the uterus so that blood flow can be increased often comes from the same type of orgasmic contraction. And that is something that a person has to handle with responsibility. Masturbation has to be handled with responsibility and a maturity to understand that my participation in this one person act is not going to detour, deviate me from the ultimate goal, which is my continued holiness to God. I have had my communication, my communion, my conversation with God to understand where he and I stand with this because that's most important. That is most important. And then the other idea surrounding masturbation biblically was regarding adultery, Exodus 20 and 14. If one holds to the definition of adultery being a sexual act committed outside of marriage, then masturbation could be perceived as directly disobeying one of the Ten Commandments. Again, study it, read through, dig deep. Matthew 5, 27 and 28 also talks about the adultery uh, factor. You have heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her heart. So that speaks on the issues of the heart. Where is my heart in this act? You're following me. Is this helping you? Romans 13 and 14 says, rather, Clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Now, this can be a complicated reality because you can be completely sold out, holy and righteous before God and still and will have desires of the flesh as you will because he gave them to you. This scripture was also stated in accordance to law. These were laws. That means being mindful of actions and behaviors and avoiding things like masturbation, which could be seen as sinful or immoral. So hear the words clearly could be seen as sinful and immoral or immoral. Now, I'm not trying to play semantics here. I will not. I am not going to ever um, insult God that way. But I want you to hear words so that once again, when we interpret and when we have a voice of responsibility in which we're sharing, then we can understand how to translate what's being given. It was seen as sinful and immoral. Overall, it is a personal choice that we make. Aligned with what God wants for you. It is a personal decision that you can make, but align it with what God wants for you. Because you can't just say mind over matter, focus on positive things, get involved in constructive activity. Listen, we are sexual beings. And if you don't deal with this head on, you can be looking at something very innocent and very simple 
and it will look like a sexual act or it will give you some sense of uh, it will affect your senses or you will completely redesign that thing and 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 see it as some type of erotica. (laughs) And let me say there that that's not necessarily sinful because, again, you are beings of pleasure. He put it in you. You don't want to lose that. But if we are uh, looking at this from the law and from legalism, then it will bring the condemnation and the shame of making you feel like to think that way, to have these desires are a sin. Let me tell you something. One thing that holiness will do is require you to align your mind and your thoughts with the mind of Christ, to think on things that are true and lovely and of good report. And in order for us to have a righteous mind and to understand holiness, I'm going back to holiness, then we have to set apart condemnation And compromise from what real communing with God is like. And so some of you have our parents and have the responsibility of directing your children. And, and how do I teach my child? Because masturbation has always been aligned with lust. And so the heart matters, matters of the heart have to come into place here. Why do I want to do this act? Why do I feel a need of this of this act to masturbate? It is matters of the heart. So let me go through a few circumstances or consequences or both. Actually, uh, when it talks when we talk about masturbation, I just shared one medical perspective with masturbation with women who um suffer from cramps and have really harsh menstrual cycles. So the medical field, excuse me, encourages masturbation as a natural, healthy way to explore your body, to feel pleasure. So for some Christians, that can be an automatic red flag because pleasure is associated with sin. Pleasure is associated with lust. And we forget that pleasure was created by God, what you've got to do, what we've got to do, what we've got to do is take that aspect of pleasure. You'll hear me repeat it because I want you to get it. Take that aspect of pleasure to the Lord and ask him what his what is his intention for you in this moment of needing pleasure? What is it? That you desire to benefit because there are neurochemical releases in the body that can be great for brain, that can be uh, great for releasing stress, that can be great for the woman, as I've already mentioned. There are uh, neurochemical benefits. You've got to search your heart and know what your reason is. What we don't want 
It's for our mind and our emotions to veer into a place where there is potential for perversion, where we are desiring or lusting after others or craving something that goes beyond what the holiness of God can fulfill and satisfy and what he has and by what he has spoken to you individually with your relationship. And I think what I'm going to do is um, you uh, do a different episode specifically on masturbation and children, kids, so that we can just spend one dedicated episode to that conversation and we can just deal with the main thing at hand here, which most of you are young adults and adults. And uh, we'll just keep those things separate. So let's continue on and we're going to wrap we're going to round the corner in a moment. We want to talk about the emotional consequences of masturbation, how you are viewing it, what you were taught about it. And if you are trying to unlearn and, and deconstruct it so that you can reconstruct it based on what God reveals to you for you about you. We do not, we want to be mindful that it does not become uh, an obsession You want to be mindful that, you know, a lot is considered as forbidden fruit. So you're not approaching it uh, as as this is a forbidden act. Because, of course, if we are approaching it as it's something that's forbidden that we want to dibble and dabble in, then number one, the Bible does say emphatically and, and and clearly to abstain from those things. Again, driving home the reality that it is all about the mind, the heart, and the intentions. You have to take those intentions to God. If you've got some, if you've got behavior or urges that you cannot control, then that's why we have Holy Spirit, not to remove the pleasure or the thoughts, but to help us either discipline ourselves to understand or to understand what to do. In that situation or in that moment and to receive revelation from him about what he says about the thing. Because you'll get a lot of different opinions from our theologians and from teachers, as I said uh, before, at the end of the day, and this is really the takeaway, everybody, at the end of the day, it is going to be about what. God says for you. And in order for you to understand that, that means you got to have relationship. That means you've got to be spending time with him so that you feel his pulse, that you understand his voice. You understand uh, the um, oftentimes the way that he speaks is, is through an impulse, a divine impulse in us that does not come from the genitals. It comes from the spirit. Doesn't come from the brain. It comes from the spirit. It doesn't come from the flesh. It comes from the spirit. So you got to seek him. You got to seek him. You got to seek him. You want healthy responses to sex and pleasure. You want a healthy relationship with God and understanding just how available he is to you. When it comes to pleasure and sex and challenges, 
You don't want to be afraid of him. You don't want to look at yourself as an inferior being who doesn't have the right and the freedom to go to him about this, which means that you will have to separate what others may say or what others views are, because it is my experience and belief that those challenging things like this, taking them to God, challenging things like this can extend and deepen your relationship to him. And it gives you more insight about the nature of God about the expansive communication and ability for him to understand you and where you are. Ah, how it, how it can bring you closer to him if you approach it with him involved in it. In all of our ways, uh-huh, Proverbs 3. In all of our ways, acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. He'll direct your path. He'll talk to you. He'll let you know. Be still and wait on it. And develop relationship with him so that you understand. In closing, we want to, un- we want to know that lust is not something to flirt with. Sin is not something to flirt with. But masturbation is a topic and an experience to be taken to the altar of God. And to make sure that my mind is consecrated so that I'm not looking at fantasy. I'm not looking at pornography. I'm not desiring anyone outside of my mate. If I choose to engage in this act. Now, that is where the responsibility and the maturity come into play. What is it that you are focusing on to bring you this kind of pleasure? And if you are in a marital covenant, is there something within this act that is bringing complexity and distance with you and your mate? Search your heart. Know your intention. Have you had this discussion with God? Has the holiness that he's required in you caused yourself to submit to him and wait to hear what he has to say to you? And I think if we look at this from a personal responsibility, but also a privileged position through relationship with him and understanding the strength, the power and the protection of holiness that we live through, then I think you're going to be able to find navigating this topic a lot better. I think you're going to find some freedom in knowing how to navigate it. There's a lot, I'll say this in closing, there is a lot about our spiritual being, our relationship with God, and our nature that we have really got to learn and seek God on. Because we want to be teachers of truth. We want to be teachers that rightly divide the word of truth. And the word is truth. But we want to dissect it. And we want to speak it, teach it, live it 
in the way that he designed. And in those little areas that seem to be blurred, that, that, that there is not an absolute or a concrete context given, then it becomes your faith walk. It becomes your, your responsibility as a believer to seek the face of God, not another. You do not seek secular um, advice. You go to holy spirit. And within that, oh my God, as I said, what you will learn about the expansive nature of God, (laughs) what you will learn about him, where he can actually have conversation with you that you can appreciate can only deepen your reverence, your love, and your devotion, and will lead you to the ultimate decision that has to be made for you. Ponder this, meditate on it, replay it, share it, Download this into your spirit, open up your heart to receive and to know what his ideas and his thoughts and his plans are for you and not what you have for yourself. Deny your flesh, go to your God and get your clarity from him regarding this matter. Keep your body holy because we are holy beings and don't, don't, um, abuse yourself Don't subject yourself to sin and temptation. Rather, understand what he wants for you in your holy being. Understand what he will permit for you and your holy being. And if it is hard for you to discern those things, then here is my advice to you. Table the act and build relationships. Spend your time developing relationship and the sexual energy that you feel or the need to get pleasure. Lay yourself before God, because unless you've got secure, sound relationship with him, you're going to be confused. And every doctrine and every advice and every voice and every influence or influencer will tell you what to do. And it can keep you from an opportunity to dig deeper with God and to develop a deeper relationship with him. So it's interesting, but I'm going to challenge you to allow this topic of conversation to develop a deeper relationship. For you to get to know that God does not speak how we've seen him in the movies with the deep commanding voice, but he talks to you in a regular voice that will command respect because it is the essence of who he is. <laughs> and I love it. I love it so much. I thank him for walking me through my single season as I got older. And sexual desires progressed. I thank him for walking me through my marriage as it goes through all of its elevations and changes and transitions. I thank him for walking me through my womanhood as I continue to learn more about myself and my being in all of its ways. 
Let that be your challenge because it's a beautiful thing. This has been your Well Woman Practitioner, Lashana Moore of Holistically Speaking Podcast. I hope that this has blessed you, inspired you, brought some clarity or even some great intrigue. Again, make sure that you have subscribed, share this with somebody else, send me your feedback and your comments, and I will talk with you on the next episode. Remember, be well and be whole.